Well, we are here again with another Parent Pivot Podcast. I am your co-host, Steve Cummings, along with my awesome wife, Julia. Awesome. Awesome. What wife? Uh, yes, hi. <laughs> hey, we've been talking the last couple of podcasts uh, about boundaries. I think we had one more topic we wanted to cover, and this one's probably the hardest one. Um, yeah, each one I think has gotten a little harder. Easy, yeah. easy to make the boundaries, right. harder to communicate, uh, communicate them. them. And now we're like going, okay, how do you enforce them? Right. Meaning, okay, last podcast we talked about, you know, you're setting up. And we use the example, again, there are going to be many things about setting up boundaries. We only use the example of you've got an adult child that's come back home, whether it's after college or whatever, whatever point, and they can't just be there for forever. Right. So that whole podcast, we talked about that. I realized there's a billion other scenarios. That's the only one we talked about. But um, today we want to talk about, you know, how do you enforce boundaries? You've agreed to this. You've had the wonderful conversation. You explained it like we did, like we talked about. You got the positive. You put the negative in the middle about the boundary thing and then close with that. We, all last podcast, we talked about that. And now it's like a couple weeks later, a month later, things are being ignored. Nothing's changed. And the boundaries are being crossed. Now what? It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> There's tension in mom and dad's hearts. Yeah. Because the very thing that you don't want to do. I mean, if if it wasn't your child and you were renting the room or a space in your house to somebody else, kind of an open shut case. Yeah, it'd be easy. But it is your kid. It and is it, your kid. It's, and ugh. This is hard. And, and just so you know, the, I think in thinking about this, as Steve and I were kind of like for 30 seconds before we came on here talking about it, um, the realization that the most important piece of this, I think, is that m- both of you are on the same page. Husband and wife. Husband and, and wife. Mom and dad yeah. are on the same page. Um, and, and I that... That may be the harder part because I know even with us, Steve was an umpire and <laughs> everything's black and white. You make the call, you do it, yeah. and, you know. And half the people like it and half the people don't. That's right. And tough noogies. And I am more all about being an empath. and She's the compassion. And so that, this is how we've tried to make sense of our parenting <laughs> and partnering over the years. Yeah. So it can be hard. But I think that's the first thing. The first thing that needs to be discussed is behind closed doors between you yeah, and I mean, between you and your spouse, and deciding, okay, what now? Yeah. And how are we going to follow through with this? And what are we going to do? And we need to be on the same page. Um, I can sit here as an outsider who is not dealing with this and give you what. Right. Probably we're not should emotion- happen. We're not emotionally attached. Right. But again, yeah, we're not emotionally attached. It's not our kid. But I can tell you what probably should happen in this particular scenario. Again, you are living your scenario and we aren't. Right. I can tell you in this particular case, as, as maybe some of you, as you're raising your kids, you might have read the whole story. You know, tough love book. Right. I, Dobson. There was, right. I think, there was a tough love book. back back in the day when anyway. Paul family came out. He wrote a book, a strong willed child. Right, but I think there was a tough love one yeah. too. There's a, I don't remember who wrote that one. Yeah, no, it's a Dobson book. Is it okay? Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah. Anyway, um, 
But all that to say, you know, if you sat down and you had this conversation about how you were going to go from point A to point B and get him or her out of the house and that they wanted that and they agreed to it. Right. They got your, get your signature on that bottom line. Then we go back to what you said in the previous podcast, which was let them fail. Yeah. Let them fail. You, you, you gave them an end date. They're not following through with what you asked them yeah. to do. Yeah. Maybe they're horrible with money. Are they spending money on going out to um, eat too much, to drink too much, to vape or Party smoke? Too much. Or, you know. That tells me there's more stuff going on inside them that they're afraid to actually follow through with that. There's something else holding them back. We mentioned in the last podcast, this is where spending the money on a good counselor or a life coach will help. Yeah. Uh, point them in that direction so they, they have some encouragement, some confidence along the way. But yeah. now all of a sudden it comes up and maybe a month has gone by or two months, nothing's changed. You're noticing that, you know, uh, whatever it was that you set up in your in your contract or whatever, your boundaries are being ignored. Yeah. Uh, and thinks, now what do you do? So one, get on the same page with your spouse. Yeah, number one, get on the same page. Decide together what you're going to do. In fact, we, we know people um, who have adult children still living in their basement. Um, where, um, you know, mom's, mom's one way and dad's the other way. And there's, the kids are still living in the basement. What do you do? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think being on the same page is the most important thing. And then, and then sitting down with your kid and, and ask them the question, how do you think you're doing? How do you think you're doing with this? Is this what we agreed to? Ask them questions. Make them say it. Don't come at them with, you said you do this, 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 and this, and you haven't done this, this, and this, and you're doing this, 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 and this. Let, ask, let them answer the question. Ask, and ask open-ended questions. Don't say, why haven't you done this? Why You should have been doing this. Why? why? If, 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 that's just scolding and shaming. Yeah. And that's part of the parenting techniques that we did when they were younger. We need to shift the way you're saying, ask them open-ended questions. How do you think you're doing? How's that going? I've noticed that you're, you know, and, and mention whatever boundary was crossed. I noticed that you're up till three in the morning. What? Tell me, tell me about what's going on. Right. You know, and, and try to get to the bottom. Oh, I'm just, don't, don't I'm just answer. Well, I'm just playing video games with, you know, my friend. Okay. Well, so, you know, tell, tell me about what's going on because there's an avoidance of not wanting to do that, mm-hmm. that you kind of want to get to by asking open-ended questions. Mm-hmm. And that's where I go. This is why I suggest at the beginning that, having that person go through counseling at the same time they're in your home, you can't go wrong with that. You're to go through counseling and kind of dig into some things, um, actually prepares them for a life by themselves. It can deal with their anxiety, any anxieties they have, any fears they have. It can prepare them to get rid of some of the baggage before they get married. There are so many positives. They become more aware of who they are and how they're dealing with stuff because yeah. it's never been unpacked before. Yeah. And it gives them the freedom to talk to someone else about you. Right. We are not perfect parents. No, we're not. And if you think you've been perfect, you are sorely mistaken. And we weren't raised by perfect parents. <laughs> and we weren't raised by perfect. Nobody, because nobody has it down. So it gives them the opportunity to actually dump on someone else too, just just to give them somebody else to talk, somebody to talk to. And if they're um, stuck 
where they're struggling with friendships or having community or connection, at least if they're going to counseling every week, they are talking to someone. Right. They have someone that they can open up to. So I'm sorry. I'm a big proponent of this. You're going to hear me say it over and over again. But it is like you said last time, it is money well invested for many different reasons, not just one reason. It's many different reasons. So to have that be part of your contract to start with, if they're still not following through a couple months into it and you sit down to have a conversation like this with them and you're asking them the question, tell me about what's going on. They're used to answering questions like that from a counselor now. Right. Because that counselor will ask them that question. And so for you to come to them and say, so what's going on? How do you think you're doing with this? And if you haven't followed through with this, why do you think that is? And as I'm sitting here with my my baseball umpire mind set on, (laughs) you know, um, and things, and you're giggling at that. Um, um, So I'm sitting here, and I obviously see things black and white. Okay, here's an infraction, you know. we're not following the boundaries. You know, God gives us second chances and third chances and 42nd chances and whatever. So there needs to be a balance between the grace and helping them get there where you can see improvement as well as the truth where it's like you're not following through on what you said you were going to do. So that's, that's the tension that we feel. Maybe moms are more grace-oriented and dads are more truth-oriented. I don't know. Or it could be the other way around. Um, but that's that's the tension you're fighting. It's like, how do I communicate love to my adult child in the way that God would want me to? And I, the way I, I might do it is like going, okay, let's talk about this. Um, we agreed to this. Um, we'd like to see some improvement in this area. Um, you know, if we don't see some improvement, we're going to might have to make some other changes. Don't have to see what those changes are, but at least they need to know that. And you let them know you're still on your side. But being the baseball umpire, I'm thinking, you know, gee, three is a good number. One strike, two strike, three strikes you're out. I don't know. You can come up with it. <laughs> if you just keep on letting them swing and swing and swing and swing and swing, uh, they know that they do not have to do anything because mom and dad are always going to give grace and let me stay here and I don't have to follow through. So at that point, this may sound really harsh it may sound really mean and 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 parents aren't supposed to do that Um, but i i when you walk through the transition from being a parent to a partner the big piece that we still haven't talked about yet on a podcast is i got to surrender these children who god put under my care and now i'm trying to get them launched they they belong to him i and i do guys it's not a one and done thing I'm talking to every father out there, every mother out there. I do this every day and every evening and sometimes multiple times during the day, depending on what's hitting me. So it is not a one and done. I surrender. I have to keep reminding myself, surrender everyone and everything to God. I've been going through a, a John Eldridge app called uh, the Pause app, and he has a, a 30-day thing in there about being resilient. And he talks about the prayer of benevolent detachment. I've been doing that now, gosh, almost coming up on three years without missing a day, but I've needed that. It's been that source of encouragement because my heart doesn't want to um, surrender that. It's it's attached to you. It's attached to the kids, and so I've, I've needed that. So um, anyway, you get down the road. I, I was just thinking about a story. It's like, oh gosh, well, if I've got an adult child living in my house and they're just kind of thumbing their nose at me or... They're just ignoring whatever. I, what am I supposed to do? Kick them out? 
Let me tell you a story. There was a time not too long ago when I had a, a, a part-time job at uh, Home Depot. Hmm. And one time I was leaving, I was walking down the aisle where the door locks are, where the codes are. And there was this woman there. And I just asked her if I could help her. And inside I'm thinking, I hope she doesn't ask me a specific question because I don't know how to answer it. But she was just asking a question and she says, yes, I need to get a, a lock for my door to keep my daughter out. Hmm. And I sat there and thought, okay, this is, this is a ministry moment. I need to put on my listening ears. And she proceeded to tell me how her daughter, I think, was addicted to drugs and kept coming back in the house and just causing problems and things like that. And so here she is at Home Depot needing to buy a coded door lock so that she could keep her daughter out of her house. I'm sitting there with no answer to that. I, I just instinctively put my, I went next to her and shoulder to shoulder. I just put my arm around her. I said, can I pray for you? And she gave me her name and her daughter's name. And I just, I just prayed for her and her daughter. I, I didn't have In any, the middle of Home Depot. In the middle of Home Depot on aisle uh, 14. <laughs> um, and I just prayed for her because that's what God just told me to love her in that space. I'm going, this woman... I can only imagine what she's feeling like. She's got to keep her daughter out of her house uh, and things. That's a tough decision. Mm-hmm. And when I was done, I just said, I looked at her and I said, you are a good mom. Mm-hmm. This is not on you. Your daughter's making these decisions mm-hmm. on her own. She's an adult and it has nothing to do with how good of a mom you are. You should have seen the tears flood down her face. She grabbed hold of me around my stomach, and I thought she was going to squeeze my lunch right <laughs> out of me. And I thought, wow, I just really touched her heart. But that's a tough place to be in. Mm-hmm. And we don't get our worth from our kids. Mm-hmm. We don't get our worth from being mom or dad. That's a title that we have because we procreate, mm-hmm. because God commanded us to. Um but our worth doesn't come from that. Our worth can only come from the Father mm-hmm. who tells you who you are. And a lot of times I think we can get stuck in our, our parenting and having a hard time transitioning to partnering because we're getting our worth from our kids. And now I've got to make this hard decision. If, if, if Again, if it wasn't uh, my own child, I'm changing the locks. You're out of here. Boom, you're done. Now it's your child. That's a little bit harder to do. I'm not saying that it's easy. I'm not saying that you need to do this when it happens. But just know that your worth and value is not in who you are as a father or a mother. And there's your sermon for the day. That was was very poignant. That was really a good message. Um, When you were using the analogy of uh, swinging the bat, you know, three strikes, you're out type of thing. Um, I'll just have this vision of watching my boys yeah. and my daughter yeah. actually play little league baseball and um that devastation that mm. they their faces when they did strike out yeah oh my gosh and how tough that was on them um the sulking back to the dugout and sitting there on the bench and just that you know they're defeated yeah and i I just thought, you know, as a parent, we will do anything to make sure our kids don't don't, hurt. don't feel that and don't hurt. And it's hard for us. And sometimes, probably more often than not, because we can't remove ourselves emotionally from yeah. our child, yeah. um, nor should we, yeah. um, It it's harder on us to right. watch them hurt because it's our own anxiety that, that keeps us rescuing them 
Right. And, Honestly. And even, even if you had to, uh, uh, I don't like using the word kicked out. Even if you had to ask your adult child to leave because they can't, they can't honor the contract or the boundaries. Yeah. I don't like to say kicking out. That just sounds so violent because yeah. you're making a tough love decision. Yeah. Um, it may be hard in the short term. There may be a season of hurt. Yeah. Uh, they may stop talking to you. They may blame you. Um, again, they're growing in maturity. They don't quite yet see the value, but they will get there. Uh, and they will realize on their own, hey, you know what? That's the best thing mom and dad could have ever done because mm-hmm. I, wasn't, I wasn't abiding by what they said. Yeah. And, um, and, I, and I agreed to it. And they were holding me accountable. See, that's the thing. We live in a day and age where nobody wants to be accountable for anything. Yeah. But that's why you put it in writing. You sign it. You agree to it. You have a couple moments where, yes, you can uh, have some infractions, but you come back and have a conversation around it mm-hmm. uh, and things. You don't play traffic cop every time it's done one time. You know, it needs to be uh, agreed upon by mom and dad as, as to having those conversations. But um, it's hard. Uh, enforcing boundaries is hard. But I, I do want to. We do want to say, you know, it's it's about control. When you had that child and they were that strong-willed child, it was about control. You're the parent; they're the child. Now you're the partner; they're the adult child. The same thing applies. Yeah, um, yeah. And I'm gonna stress again, same thing I stressed last podcast, which was the longer you let them. Uh, rescue them, let them have their way, all those things. The more you do that, the more they can't see themselves being successful. So if we go back to that same analogy of the kid up to bat striking out, we make them get back up, don't we? We, we You fall off the horse, you get back on the horse. You get back uh, up there and you do, and eventually they hit the ball. And And then they have the face that just light up a room. The best baseball players in the world who've had Hall of Fame careers fail, fail 70% of the time. The best ones. Yeah, and if you ask the most successful businessman, I bet if we had a conversation with someone like Elon Musk, yeah, how many times, how many businesses have you had right. that failed, or how many times did you try something and you failed? It's, it, but it's up to the parent to to get them to. Well, I shouldn't say it's all up to the parent, but we have the ability we as the parents. Ability to- to put it a bigger tell, perspective. Yes, and to tell them they have what it takes. Exactly. Please tell your children you have what it takes. They have what it takes. If you are a parent of a young child and you're listening to this, tell them they have what it takes. Yeah. If you have a kid who's a high schooler right now, gosh darn it, get them out there working. I don't care what else they do. Get them out there working where they know that they have the ability to have that discipline. If they are still in high school, get them on a Dave Ramsey thing. If your child's in college, let them um, encourage that You know, on their summer home. Have them do a Dave Ramsey thing. Get them to do these things. Let them know they have the ability. I cannot stress this enough. I'm sorry. I'm waving my hands in the air (laughs) as I talk because I'm so passionate about this because um, we all need to know that. I want you to think about you and the messages that were given to you. Some of you out there had probably tremendous parents that were able to let you know that you had what it took. Mm -hmm. 
others of you did not have parents that did that. Mm -hmm. So look at your own life and think, gosh, what would have been different in my life in my 20s and my 30s if I had always known that I was capable, if I had always known and, that I had what it and took. And our children just want to know that mom and dad believe in them. So yeah. I'm going to close this podcast with a story about one parent who did that. Her name is Dolores Jordan. Oh, and uh, you I might, know you might, who that you, is. You might recognize her famous son, but listen <laughs> to this. When Michael Jordan did not make his varsity basketball team, his mother did not emphasize, she did not do these following things. She did not, one, complain to the school, Two, call the coach. Three, demand a meeting with the athletic director. Four, transfer schools. Five, suggest that Michael take a year off from the JV basketball team. (laughs) Those are what she did not do. She simply told Michael, get in the gym and work harder. Now, he's the greatest basketball player of all time. Imagine what kids and the world would become if more parents were like Dolores Jordan. Rather than making excuses and complaining under the guise of just being the kid's advocate. It goes the same way as we're talking about here on this podcast for parenting our adult children and um, enforcing boundaries. Believe in them. Yeah. Believe, take that to your grave. No matter how many times they fail. Thomas Edison, I think, says in a thing that we've all read. If you haven't seen it on LinkedIn or Facebook or you can find it anywhere. He, he's failed like over 10,000 times. But he says, everyone made me, made me uh, convince me that's like, okay, that's what I found out was that that one doesn't work. And so I'm going to keep trying. Can you imagine failing 10,000 times and then discovering electricity? Mm-hmm. I mean, you're talking about perseverance. But I would say parents of adult children, take this to your grave. Believe the best in your kids at all times Mm -hmm. believe in who they are and 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 continue to find ways to um echo that in their hearts and their minds as much as you can and even i'm gonna say this too because there are gonna be some of you out there whose kids they really look like they can't do anything they really look um they've dug their heels in and they're defiant they are on drugs they are refusing to do the rebel they're the rebel franklin graham was a rebel But you have a lifetime of history with this person and a lifetime of stories that somewhere, if there is a story that that kid needs to hear about something about them that you saw, even in their defiance, you know, some of our strong-willed kids, um, are the, are the easiest when they're adults because they're so strong-willed. They'll they'll get it done because, gosh darn it, they're going to do that. Right. They were probably the same kid that in high school um, wasn't attracted to uh, peer pressure because yeah. they were strong-willed. And it's like, you no, know, that's stupid. As I hear you say that about strong-willed, if you got a strong-willed adult child and, and, thing, and boundaries keep getting broken and you keep letting them, they don't respect you. Yeah. They don't respect you. So you're actually going to earn respect in their eyes by doing something extremely difficult. And that's why I'm saying you need to pray about that. You and your wife need to feel the peace about it, that God's saying, yep, it's the right thing to do. Because um, we're, we're certainly not going to tell you what to do in your situation. But if you're allowing that to happen over and over, they don't respect you mm-hmm. because they, you're just being a doormat. You, we don't want you to be a doormat. We want you to have a welcome mat out there, but we don't want you to be the doormat. Right. And so I'm going to close with this. Okay. So Steve and I have been going through this um, thing through the Identity Exchange. Mm -hmm. Um, A guy named Jamie Winship, Mm -hmm. great 
totally recommend it. It has an incredible, incredible stories. Um, but a couple of the, the questions that Steve and I have learned to ask God are, um, and he will answer. Yes. Ask the questions, listen for the answer. And they are, what do you want me to know about this situation, about this child, about, about whatever anything. it is? What do you want me to know? Mm-hmm. And what do you want me to do? That's it. And if you're in this situation that we're talking about, where you're going to have to revisit this uh, contract, so to speak, that you've written or whatever your scenario is, those are questions that you can answer, ask God and he will answer before you walk into a conversation absolutely. with them. Oh yeah, absolutely. He's so. the first one you should be checking with and saying, hey, and then I know I would share it with Julia. She might, sh- she would share hers with me. We would pray about that. Not like in one day and make the decision the next day, but probably over a week or so to going, is this, is this really where God is leading us? I heard him say this. You heard him say the same thing. Okay. We need to now look for the right opportunity to do that Yeah. and things. But yeah. you know what? Um, if you have a situation with your adult child, we've been talking about boundaries over the last three podcasts, and it doesn't relate to anything we talked about, but you want to, you want to get our um, counsel on that or wisdom or thoughts or input, you can email us at parentpivotpodcast at gmail.com, parentpivotpodcast at gmail.com. We will get back to you. We could call you on the phone if you want to have a conversation with the phone. Um, we also have our ministry websites that you can uh, schedule some time with us. And you, you know what? You can have your adult child schedule time with us as well. Um, Julia's website is? MeadowbrookCounselingGA.com. And mine is BringingKingdom.org. So until next time, uh, thank you for joining us in the Parent Pivot Podcast. Please subscribe, share, go to our Facebook page. Um, we're going to uh, offer a, a, a free book here coming up. Uh, in a little while so be looking for that um, that you'll enjoy it's called uh, Doing Life with Your Adult Children keep the welcome mat out and your mouth shut keep your mouth shut and the welcome mat out same thing anyway you know, we get it wrong every time sorry Jim Burns But and Jim, <laughs> Jim's going to be coming on the podcast soon I've been in touch with him we just need to schedule that so we'll look forward to talking with you next time on the Parent Pivot Podcast bye